Hello world and welcome to another episode of Tea Time with Tasha. Today our featured tea is black tea from Dunkin Donuts. Nothing special. I mean it is Dunkin Donuts, it is special, but no particular special brand that I have in the house or anything like that. We're going to jump into today's episode leading into our series relationships, we're going to actually talk about what is a healthy relationship versus what is an unhealthy relationship. I think it would be pointless to start a series like this if we don't have that foundational knowledge on what healthy is versus what unhealthy is, especially because we're going to talk about parental relationships, step-parent relationships, friendships, sibling relationships, caretaker relationships, matriarch and patriarch relationships with their generations now and their future generations to come, things like that. So we want to make sure we have that foundational knowledge. This may be repetitive for some of you. This may be common knowledge, but for some, this might be new. And I want to make sure my tea partiers are on the same page as me. I think that's super important. So if you already know about healthy relationships, feel free to skip this episode and tune in in two weeks. This is coming from youth.gov. It is aimed for people 18 and under, but I think it is super awesome and a great resource, and I'm going to use it for my audience of all ages. It says, respect for oneself and others is a key characteristic of a healthy relationship. In contrast, in unhealthy relationships, one partner tries to exert control and power over the other physically, sexually, and or emotionally. Healthy relationships share certain characteristics that should be taught, to expect. So this is for our younger people. This is for adults now who don't know this, but should expect it in the years coming forward for regardless if it's romantic or platonic. Mutual respect. Respect means that each person values who the other is and understands that the person has boundaries. Trust. You should place trust in each other and give each other the benefit of the doubt. Honesty. Honesty builds trust and strengthens the relationship. Compromise. When it comes to friendships or dating relationships, each person does not always get their way. Each should acknowledge different points of view and be willing to give and take. Individuality. Neither person should have to compromise who he or she is and his or her identity should not be based on a partner's. Each should continue seeing his or her friends and doing the things that he or she loves. Each should be supportive of his or her friend or partner wanting to pursue new hobbies, or making new friends. Good communication. Each partner should speak honestly and openly to avoid miscommunication. If one person needs to sort out his or her feelings first, the other partner should respect those wishes and wait until he or she is ready to talk. Anger control. Listen, we all get angry. But how we express it can affect our relationships with others. Anger can be handled in healthy relationships in healthy ways, such as taking a deep breath, meditating, my favorite, counting to 10, or talking it out. Fighting fair. Everyone argues at some point, but those who fight fair stick to the subject and avoid insults. They are more likely to come up with possible solutions that are positive. They should take a short break in general, away from each other if the discussion gets too heated. Solving. Partners that are dating or friends can learn to solve problems and identify new solutions by breaking a problem into small parts or by talking through the situation. This is actually for anyone in general. It doesn't have to be dating or friends. It could be with parents, other relatives, things like that. Just relationships as a whole. Understanding. Each person should take time to understand what the other person might be feeling. 
self-confidence. When partners have confidence in themselves, it can help their relationships with others. It shows that they are calm and comfortable enough to allow others to express their opinions without forcing their own opinions on them. Again, it doesn't have to be romantic partners. It could be friendships. It could be family, etc. Being a role model. By embodying what respect means, people can inspire each other, friends, and family to also behave in a respectful way. Healthy sexual relationships. Partners engage in sexual relationships that they are both comfortable with and neither partner feels pressured or forced to engage in sexual activity that is outside his or her comfort zone without consent. That is super important. We're going to do an episode about consent. I'm trying to figure out what topic to put it in, but we're definitely covering it. This is from University of Alabama, their counseling center. It says that healthy relationships also have boundaries, and these boundaries should be respected at all times. Establishing what you're comfortable and uncomfortable with is important. Include personal and physical boundaries and being able to say no and make sure you can give consent. So what does a healthy relationship look like? According to ACISSpecialtyBenefits.com, healthy relationships involve three things. Communication is verbal and nonverbal, so actions speak volumes. And remember that listening is a major component of healthy communication. It's not always what is said, but how it is said that's important. Compromise. Finding common ground means expressing opinions, understanding and accepting differences, and agreeing on compromise. If both people feel heard and understood, it helps prevent one person from feeling like they're giving in, which can build resentment over time. Commitment. Commitment means putting each other and the relationship first. This requires a lot of giving and certainly some sacrifice, but the payoff is a relationship that brings true joy and fulfillment into each other's lives. This is from the Department of Washington Education. It is a breakdown of what healthy and unhealthy relationships are. It says that while you are in an unhealthy relationship, you take care of yourself and have a good self-esteem independent of your relationship. You maintain and respect each other's individuality. You maintain relationships with friends and family. You have activities apart from one another. You are able to express yourselves to one another without fear of consequences. You allow and encourage other relationships. You take interest in one another's activities. You don't worry about violence in the relationship. You trust each other and you're honest with one another. You have the option of privacy. You also have respect for sexual boundaries. You're honest about sexual activity if it is a sexual relationship. Accept influence. Relationships are give and take, allowing your partner, friend, family member, or whoever to influence you is important in a positive way. Resolve conflict fairly. Fighting is part of even healthy relationships. The difference is in how the conflict is handled. Fighting fairly is an important skill that you need to have to have healthier relationships. We're going to talk about unhealthy relationships as well. From youth.gov, it says, unhealthy relationships are marked by characteristics such as disrespect and control. It is important for young people and adults to be able to recognize signs of healthy relationships before they escalate. Some of these characteristics include control. One person makes all the decisions and tells the other what to do, what to wear, and who to spend time with. He or she is unreasonably jealous and tries to isolate the other from his or her friends and family. Hostility. One person picks a fight with or antagonizes the other person. This may lead to one person changing his or her behavior 
in order to avoid upsetting the other. Dishonesty. One person lies to or keeps information from the other. One partner can steal from the other. Disrespect. One person makes fun of the opinions and interests of the other person or destroys something that belongs to them. Dependence. One person feels that he or she cannot live without the other person. He or she may threaten to do something drastic if the relationship ends. Intimidation. One person tries to control aspects of the other's life by making the other person feel fearful or timid. One may even attempt to keep his or her friend from friends and family or threaten violence or, in a relationship, a breakup. Physical violence. One person uses force to get his or her way, such as hitting, slapping, grabbing, or shoving. Sexual violence. One person pressures or forces the other into sexual activity against his or her will without consent. Consent is the ability to say yes or no, and that is a huge thing in whatever relationship you are in, whatever type of relationship you are in. Without consent, there is not a healthy relationship or a healthy dynamic. The Department of Washington, EDU, says that while in an unhealthy relationship, you put one person before the other, neglecting yourself. You feel pressure to change who you are for the other person. You feel worried when you disagree with the other person. You feel pressure to quit activities you usually used to enjoy. You are pressured by the other person to agree with them or changing to suit them better. So pretty much saying yes, whatever they say yes to, no to whatever they say no to, and just changing who you are overall for them. You have to justify your actions. For example, where you go, who you see. One partner feels obligated to have sex or has been forced to. There's a lack of privacy, and you may be forced to share everything with the other person. The partner that you are with sexually refuses to use safer sex methods. Arguments are not settled fairly. You may experience yelling or physical violence during an argument. There is an attempt to control or manipulate the other person. You should pay attention when your partner attempts to control how you dress or how they criticize your behaviors. They do not make time to spend with you. You have no common friends or have a lack of respect for each other's friends or family. You notice an unequal control of resources, for example, food, money, car, things like that. And there's a lack of fairness and equality. I found some scenarios of what unhealthy and healthy relationships look like, and I thought it was kind of important to go through them. So you can tell me or message me or contact me via any methods that I have of communication and let me know what you think about this episode and what you think about some of these scenarios. The first one is the person you're with acts controlling or possessive, like they own you. Is that healthy or unhealthy? You both have equal decision-making power on what you do in your relationship. Healthy or unhealthy? That is situation number two. Situation three, you put the other person down by calling them names, cursing, or making the other person feel bad about him or herself. Healthy or unhealthy? Situation four, this is the last one. You both accept responsibility for your actions, healthy or unhealthy. I myself have experienced unhealthy relationships, whether it's with family, friends, or romantically. And it stinks. And not knowing your self-worth 
affects how you handle the situation. For me personally, I'm still working on my self-esteem, but in the past I've accepted less than what I deserve because I felt like I deserved it and no one should feel like that. So hopefully something here hit home. Again, this is foundation for what we're going to do with relationships. I also wanted to talk about another form of unhealthy relationships and it's called codependency. I don't know if you've heard of it, but we're going to talk about what a codependent relationship is. A codependent person is someone who plans their entire life around pleasing the other person. In its simplest terms, a codependent relationship is when one partner needs the other partner who in turn needs to be needed. This in turn is called the cycle of codependency. The codependent's self-esteem and self-worth only come from sacrificing themselves for their partner. That is a version of an unhealthy relationship with yourself, with others, with your partner. There is a book by Melody Beattie. It's called Codependent No More, How to Stop Controlling Others and Start Caring for Yourself. It is an amazing book. It was recommended by a awesome woman named Jessica Butts. Uh, Jessica B-U-T-T-S. She's amazing. Check her out. Google her. She talks about that in her book and in her talks that she does. She talks about different personality types and codependency was one of the things she brought up and I bought the book after she talked about it. What does codependency look like? It's when you focus on other people and their problems. You're doing caretaking. You're fixing. You're doing advice giving, but you're doing for others even when it negatively impacts your mental health, physical health, and finances. You're extremely self-critical. You feel responsible for everyone and everything. You experience high levels of guilt and shame. You absorb other people's feelings. You are a people pleaser, afraid of disappointing or upsetting others. You have trouble setting boundaries and being assertive. You ignore your own feelings and needs, possibly numbing them with food, alcohol, or drugs. Intimacy, open communication, and trust are difficult. You act like a martyr, taking care of everyone else, giving without receiving, and then feeling angry, resentful, and being taken advantage of. You are a perfectionist. You tend to overwork and overschedule yourself. You can be controlling, nagging, and critical of others. You crave predictability, structure, and certainty. So how do you break the pattern of a codependent relationship? Instead of denying your own needs, try prioritizing self-care. Instead of compulsively trying to fix or take care of others, let others make their own decisions. Instead of seeking approval from others, value yourself, which is easier said than done. Instead of judging and criticizing yourself, practice self-compassion, which you all know I'm working on that in therapy. Instead of people-pleasing, develop a stronger sense of self. I wanted to talk about this because I feel like it's another unhealthy relationship that needs to be talked about but isn't talked about enough. And I thought it was important to throw that in there. As I was editing this, I was like, oh my goodness, I forgot to mention this. So I came back, re-edited the podcast, and I threw this in. Before we end, you know we're going to end with a positive affirmation or something positive. Your positive affirmation for the next two weeks is, I refuse to give up because I haven't tried all the possible ways yet. I refuse to give up because I haven't tried all the possible ways yet. It's one of my favorites. It's right by my bed, so you know it's part of my top five. I think that it's super important to keep going. Don't give up. You matter. Your life matters. You matter to me. So 
Refuse to give up because you haven't tried all the possible ways yet. Think outside the box. Make a circle or a triangle or a rectangle or don't have a box at all. Do what you want and do what you wish. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Tea Time with Tasha. Peace, love, and blessings to all of you and have a great day.